0: We are very excited about today's show. And before we begin, we got Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. Jesse, tell us what you got for us.
1: Hey, Steven. So it's been about two weeks since we launched our messaging feature. And I want to make sure our listeners know all of the benefits of using our messaging system through the VIP membership system.
0: Okay. So first off, what is the messaging system and how do they access it?
1: So i'll just say like if you send somebody a message on insta or on facebook just as you like remember both of those social media platforms have filters so if you're not already connected to that person or they like maybe just don't check their messages very often like it might sit there forever and you might never get a response or they might not even ever see it so what we did is to make it industry specific we have allowed coaches and other experts, so hair and makeup artists, photographers, et cetera, the ability to message back and forth with contestants through a secure portal that you know that they are going to get a notification right away, there's no filtering service, it goes directly to them. So basically taking out the middleman Lessening the chance of your message being lost and really just getting to the person you want to reach in a more secure way.
0: So to clarify um, These aren't just like personal questions that they're asking through pageant plan like hey, how are you doing? They're more pageant specific mm-hmm. questions, right?
1: Yeah, they're pageant specific questions like you can even submit your wardrobe you can upload your paperwork your wardrobe you can say okay Are patterns appropriate for orientation? I mean, you can really get incredibly specific with anything that's on your mind or anything that's outstanding on your pageant checklist that you just want to get some more insight on from either one specific coach or our entire database of verified coaches can all respond and give you varied feedback, which is so valuable because in a pageant, You have a varied panel of judges, all with different opinions. So to kind of see where the differentiation is before you even get in the room is going to give you so much confidence.
0: Yeah. And if you send it out to everyone, you get responses from a lot of different people. And if you try that, I would imagine on Instagram or Facebook, a coach is going to be like, absolutely, I can help you. Please give me $200 for the first session.
1: And that's why the vip membership is so valuable so as you know from listening we have three levels we have virtual coaching which is just written only and that's 29 dollars a month we have vip which is all that written goodness plus one-on-one mock interviews and I'll I'll save the detail of that after I say the platinum. And platinum is coaching sessions, mock interviews, unlimited written coaching for $148 a month. And all of the one-on-one stuff, the mock interviews, the coaching sessions, are with mentors that rotate. So you're getting the chance to try out different coaches um, from different backgrounds, different experiences um, within your system, out of your system, and that way – you really are prepared um, holistically and you get all of the feedback so you can really make the most educated decision as you grow toward your pageant. And if you love them and you meet somebody and you keep getting great feedback or you love them face to face, you can leave us and go work with them. That's totally fine. We love that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, okay. So if, where can they go to learn more about it and to sign up?
1: So go to pageantplanet.com backslash prep.
0: Thanks, Jesse. Welcome, everyone, to another episode. Today, Jesse and myself, we are going to be discussing the life of Priyanka Chopra Jonas. So, Jesse, set the stage for us.
1: Every contestant enters a pageant for a reason, and this can cl- include community service, scholarship opportunities, the chance to be in the spotlight. However, your title is what you make of it, and the title you win and how you use it can bring your own path, um, you would never have thought to travel. So no one knows this better than Priyanka Chopra Jonas.
0: Yeah, and she's an Indian actress, singer, film producer, and the winner of Miss World 2000.
1: And she's married, of course, to Nick Jonas of the Jonas Brothers. And not to mention, she's one of India's highest paid and most popular celebrities. So that's a big deal. And she's received numerous awards, including one National Film Award and five Filmfare Awards.
0: Yeah. And in 2017 and 2018, Forbes listed her as the world's 100 most powerful women, which, I mean, Forbes does not dish out those awards lightly.
1: No, and it's really cool to see a pageant contestant like transcend the world of pageantry and become a celebrity in her own right. And I mean, she did it all in a really abbreviated period of time.
0: Yeah. And what we're seeing and what we'll see in the life of Priyanka and like, Many of the other title holders and directors and all that in, in that we've already covered is that pageantry was that turning point that mm-hmm. shone the spotlight on them and really propelled their career into something that the whole world applauded and to the fact that they didn't even necessarily realize that she even started out in p- pageantry in the first place.
1: Yeah, and and we'll talk more about her community involvement and how that plays such a big role for her. But before we even start, I'll do a quick little, like, side tangent coaching moment. But if that's your goal in life is to become an actress or a singer and you're competing in pageants to help you get that exposure, you don't want to go into your interview and say, well, I want to be famous and I know that pageantry has helped people get famous. Probably not going to take home the crown if you say that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely don't lead with that, even though uh, if that is an initial desire, but in the terms of marketing, you just want to spin it in a different light.
1: Yeah, I think think about, and we'll talk about how Priyanka did this too. Think about how you can make a difference in your community or what impact you can have, whether that's through community service or just kind of speaking your truth, whatever that might be, and lead with that, and then the rest will come. So try to make it as organic as possible with that bigger goal in mind down the road not yep. necessarily lead with it
0: yeah and uh, full disclosure as we dive into the early life <laughs> of priyanka if you've been listening to us for any length of time you know that names for me especially is challenge so if i butcher somebody's name or if jesse does it accidentally she's much more talented than i am it's not intentional it's not meant to be offensive and it's just not a strong skill set of mine to be honest
1: well, and I might do it – I might sound like I do it better. I just do it with more confidence, Steven. I, I just mispronounce things without rec- with reckless abandon. You kind <laughs> of are more cautious about it. Oh, so I yeah. sound like I'm doing it right just because I'm no turning back. I would say my,
0: com- my confidence level is about probably a 2 or a 3 on a scale of 10 of uh, pronouncing people's names and like words I don't know.
1: Well, I'm going to steamroll it. So, I t- <laughs> yeah, to Steven's point. We are. We apologize in advance. We are doing our best, but try not to get stuck on the details. Just hear the story and enjoy.
0: Yeah, indeed. All right. Dive in.
1: <laughs> OK, so Priyanka Chopra was born July 18th, 1982 in Bihar. Her parents are Ashok and Madhu Chopra. See, I have no idea if any of that was correct, but it sounded, <laughs> sounded like it was, perfect. Right? Um, so she has a younger brother, Siddharth who is seven years younger.
0: Uh, Growing up, both her parents were physicians in the Indian army. Due to her parents' occupations, the family relocated to a number of places in India. Among the many places that she lived, Chopra has fond memories playing in the valleys of Lee and in the cold northwestern Indian desert region of Jammu and Kashmir. And she had to say this about that. So, Jesse, you want to talk about it?
1: Sure. She said, I think I was in class four When I was in Leh, Lee, Leh, my brother was born. My dad was in the army and was posted there. And we stayed there for a year. And my memories of that place are tremendous. We were all army kids there. We weren't living in houses. We were in bunkers in the valley. And there was a stupa right on top of a hill which used to overlook our valet. we used to race up to the top of the stupa. So I can just imagine these kids like in the situation, making fun out of nothing.
0: Oh, my gosh, absolutely. And mm-hmm. very um, interesting starting grounds for, you know, somebody that's going to be growing up to be in the lifestyle of the rich and famous. Hmm. Um, so in an interview published in the Daily News and analyst, Chopra said that she didn't mind traveling regularly and changing schools. She welcomed it as a new experience and a way to discover India's multicultural society. And she now considers um, Bareilly her hometown and maintains very strong connections there.
1: And when she was 13, she moved to the United States while studying. um, And she was living with her aunt. And her aunt's family also moved frequently. So it wasn't like she got away from that lifestyle when she moved to the U.S. And listen to this like random list of cities that she attended school in. Newton, Massachusetts, Queens, New York, and Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Like you could not get three more different locations in the U.S. And while she was attending school in Massachusetts, um, Chopin participated in several theater productions and she also studied Western classical music choral singing and what I think it's Kathak dance. And when you say Western classical music, it's not like country Western, it's like Western hemisphere. So um, just want to make that distinction. I can't picture Priyanka doing country Western.
0: <laughs> Billy Ray <classical> Cyrus. <laughs> <music>. <laughs> it is a funny image, James but it's Earl, not what
1: I think is correct.
0: Yeah, it's so funny. And I mean, Newton mass <laughs> is like very close to where I now live, which is mm-hmm. in uh, like Bradford, Massachusetts. So, um, so after three years in the United States, Chopra returned to India to finish her senior year of high school education at mm. the public high school or um, at the army public school in Bear Ily. And during this period, she entered and won the May Queen beauty pageant. After her win, she was pursued by admirers, leading her family to equip their home with bars for her protection. That's pretty crazy. Dang. Yeah. So after Chopra's win, her mother then entered her which is crazy because I mean she got this so anyway so after um, Chopper's win her mother entered her into another pageant the 2000 uh, is it Femina uh, Miss India contest and which is like the biggest you know pageant in India but I would feel somewhat like nervous for my daughter oh, yeah. she won Miss um, May Queen and so much so that you had to put bars on the house and they're like you know what Let's do this again, and this time make it a bigger pageant. Right. <laughs> that's pretty. That's you know. Thank God that you know her family is in the military and they knew how to protect themselves.
1: Right. And like you said, Stephen, like that pageant that Femina Miss India, it like chooses the representatives for India for Miss Universe, Miss World, Miss Supernational, Miss Grand International, and Miss United Continents. Oh, and also Miss Intercontinental. If that wasn't enough, so all of those are decided in one. I kind of like. I would love to see just once that happen in the U.S. I think that would be wild.
0: Yeah. So for those of you living in the U.S., this would be the equivalent of having one pageant. The winner goes to, let's say, Miss USA. The first runner-up goes to Miss America. Third runner-up goes to, let's say, say Miss United States. You know, fourth runner-up goes to IJM. Like, how many girls would compete in that pageant, right? It would be be so wild. And this is what's happening in India. And you have a population of like a billion people. So massive. And to this day, I mean, millions of followers on their fan page is huge. So, and
1: she, she was the first runner up there. So she didn't win, but she was the first runner up, which meant that she got to go to Miss World India, or she won the title of Miss World India, which allowed her to go to Miss World.
0: Yeah. So then Chopra then went to compete, as you said, in 2000 at Miss World, at the Miss World pageant, and it was the 50th. Um, edition of the Miss World pageant and it was the first since the death of pageant owner Eric Morley which what we talked about in last episode in our podcast and his widow widow Julia Morley had assumed the role as chairwoman of the organization
1: yeah and like again it's so funny that we were like we're doing this today because it's so fresh in my mind from last week so if you are fascinated by this Miss World experience like please listen to last week yeah um, I mean can we-, we
0: say like in the during the 49th like pageant of Miss World Eric Morley died like during yes. the pageant yeah so I mean it was very traumatic and this is like you're just coming out of that and then Julie is taking over the reins so it had to be a very emotional pageant Yep. And, and it went.
1: was 95 contestants and that was the highest number ever. So one, I think it really capitalized on a woman coming to leadership and two, honoring the the founder, Eric Morley. So it was really nice to see all of that, like culminate in a successful year for Miss World. And in November, when they competed, she was crowned Miss World 2000 at the age of 18, 18 Miss World. Wow. Um, and that year, the pageant was held at the Millennium Dome in London. And she is the fifth Miss World from India and she was actually the second consecutive winner from her country so she was back to back
0: yeah and again for those of you I know a lot of people in America are not familiar with Miss World System because it's basically just an appointed title over here or it was for the long time um, but Miss World Pageant is a month long yeah. and, and like the judges actually like kind of hang with the contestants too so it's like at different parties and all that stuff so it's very it's a unique culture it really is um, yeah So, all right, so going into the next phase here, Chopra had enrolled in college, but left after winning the title of Miss World 2000, naturally, which is very common. And Mm -hmm. Chopra said that um, at the Miss India and Miss World titles brought her recognition, and then she began receiving offers from film roles. So, like, she didn't receive any of that before. Mm -hmm. She was the same girl, same talent, and then all of a sudden she has this talent, or she has this crown, Which is what we talk about and it opens up all these doors of opportunity because now the spotlight is on you and it's what you can leverage pageantry into that really makes pageantry so powerful.
1: I hope she's the next Bond girl. Aren't they working on a new Bond movie?
0: They are. Um, She
1: would be an amazing Bond girl.
0: Yeah. I, I heard somewhere. I don't know how true this is, but I heard that the next James Bond is going to be a woman. It's not even going to be a man
1: whoa maybe it's her she
0: maybe an
1: even better james bond type character a
0: friend was telling me that so i have not done any research and and all that stuff but i did uh, a friend was telling me that the other day i'm like gosh i don't know if i can if i can see that it changes the whole dynamic of bond right because all these years yes. like bond is like kind of a ladies man and all I this stuff it. and like fighter and i mean is she going to be taking down these huge guys or is it going to be more gadget driven I, I don't know we'll but see. yeah she would be great
1: well, she would be great. I don't know if we talk about it today, but she one of her breakout roles was in a spy movie. So she's qualified.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So after winning um Miss India World, she was cast as the lead um in a romantic thriller, which was set to air in two thousand. And it was supposed to be her film debut, however, it fell through for various reasons.
0: Got it. I kind of messed up here. Um it's okay. see So she stated uh, the production conflicted with her schedule, why the producers said um, they recast because Chopra took on various other commitments.
1: Well, I mean, it makes sense. She was like in the midst of being Miss India World and then winning Miss World and then being Miss World so uh,
0: (laughs) a lot of schedule a lot of opportunity to have
1: (laughs) but it's still I will say it still worked out for her because she still had her screen debut in 2002 as originally planned just not with that film and a review published in the Hindu which I'm assuming is publication was appreciative of the film for its wit and dialogue however it felt that Chopra's role was limited from an acting viewpoint so she like essentially she was like the eye candy
0: yeah In 2003, she made another debut, and this time in a Bollywood film, as a second female lead in The Hero. Set against the backdrop of an Indian army in Kashmir, the film tells the story of an agent and his fight against terrorism. The Hero was one of the highest grossing Bollywood films that year, but received mixed reviews from critics. And a fun fact, again for those of you in America, Bollywood produces more movies each year than Hollywood. So um, just put that feather in your cap. All right, go ahead. Well,
1: well, and we'll talk about like a a few more movies. But if you go to Priyanka's profile on Pageant Planet, there is like a mountain of information of like how she was doing like three to four films a year. Mm. And like essentially many of those in the Bollywood community. So like that's just how much they're cranking them out. So there's a huge audience for it. Um, And the reviews that we just talked about, like from Variety said that this is a quote which cracks me up. Mega Looker, because that's normal to say, Mega Looker Chopra makes a solid screen debut. Um, And then later that year, she appeared again sharing the female lead. And this time, and this is really cool... Uh, She debuted with Laura Dutta and Laura Dutta was, you know, that name was Miss Universe 2000. So they were reigning at the same time in the same film, which is really cool.
0: That is a really fun fact. All right. So Mm -hmm. her performance earned her um, the Filmfare Award for Best Female Debut along with Duda and a nomination for the Filmfare Award for Best Supporting Actress. It's big.
1: And her first three releases in 2004, the year after, uh, performed poorly at the box office, actually. Like we said, that um, she was typically cast during this earlier period as a glamour quotient, like the token Pretty Girl, in roles that were considered forgettable by film critics.
0: Mm. However, that did not deter Chopra. And later that year, she starred in a romantic comedy, which became the third highest grossing film of the year in India and emerged as a commercial success. This really seemed to be a tipping point uh, for her um, and like to her as her other 2004 films were a hit with critics and viewers alike. In fact, Priyanka was credited for bringing back the seductress to the silver screen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and a, a reviewer writing for BBC said about the film like, as deliciously wicked, gold-digging, scheming, seductress, she'd up every scene she's in with her magnetic screen presence. And this is actually where she won her first award, so she was nominated for that other award, a Filmfare Award for Best Performance in a Negative Role. So I think more like a, an antagonist-type role, not really ne- negative. That's kind of what they mean. Um, and FYI, that she was the last person to receive that award. They stopped kind of separating the best actresses. Um, just an FYI. But I think this is a great coaching moment because – Even though Priyanka was very successful very quickly in pageantry, in her film career, it really took a lot of back and forth, a lot of negative reviews for her to really start getting more consistent feedback.
0: And you see that really in every industry, in any genre, if you will, of success, from artists like painters, to musicians, to entrepreneurs, to motivational speakers, to pageantry. like Mm -hmm. You don't come out the gate. Really becoming an overnight success. I mean, those are like hitting the lottery, and very few of those people really actually just like the lottery. Actually, stay on top. It's like the grind to get there. So, if you're feeling, I, I was listening to something about the guy that created the Dyson vacuum. Um, this I was morning. listening to that. Oh, really? How I built this the yes. podcast. Oh, yes. love. Okay, so I love how I built this podcast. It's an mm-hmm. NPR. And he said something that I found was so inspirational at the very end. And um, I was just working out, listening to it during my workout this morning. And he said, um, he said, I, I'm going to paraphrase based on how I remember it. So it's not an exact quote. But he said, as you're running a business or like, Pursuing a goal is a lot like running a marathon because you used to run. He said, when you're finishing that, those last mile, whatever, everyone's exhausted. And he said, it's in. My experience that when everyone's exhausted, that's when you need to push forward because everyone's exhausted. And it's a time when you're feeling the most defeated, the most stressed out, the most like you're wanting to quit. That's when you need to push in even harder and go full first. Because on the other side of that, he said, just in a few, through an arbitrary number of days or years or whatever, like you're going to hit that success that you've been seeking the whole time. And I thought that was such a beautiful analogy. Because we've all ran, and felt like our heart was going to like explode in our chest, and so we know what that's like. But it's very similar emotionally when you're pursuing that goal or dream.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think he was t- he was talking about it because he used to run cross country, right? And like he was competing, and he would like feel like he was at his bottom. And he's like, okay, if I'm feeling like I'm at my bottom, everyone else is too, and this is my chance to get ahead. So he said it not only in the sense of like competing with others, but also with yourself, which I thought was really interesting, too. That was such a good podcast. I'm so glad you listened to it.
0: (laughs) It's very good. Yep. Um, Okay, so it's me again. All right, so the next few years um, (laughs) (laughs) included several film releases, a very mixed bag of reviews and successes. However, she had a dry spell of six consecutive films that failed in both the box office and critically. Some thought that Chopper's career might be over, but the former Miss World had other plans.
1: And the string of poorly received films ended when Chopra starred in a drama about the Indian fashion industry, which followed the lives and careers of several fashion models. So, I mean, not really a stretch for her. And she portrayed the ambitious supermodel Meghna Mathur, a role which she initially thought was out of her depth. But after six months consideration, she accepted the role inspired by the director's confidence in her.
0: Mm. For the role, Chopra had to gain 13 pounds and and steadily lose the weight during the production as the character progressed in the film. Both the film and her performance received critical acc- acclaim, uh, becoming a major turning point in her career. Reviewers wrote that uh, Priyanka Chopra turns in a respectable a respectable performance, one that will inevitably go down as her best. She won several awards for her performance, including the National Film Award for Best Actress, the Filmfare Award for Best Actress, the IIFA Award for Best Actress, the Screen Award for Best Actress, the Stardust <laughs> Award for Actor of the Year, Female, and the product, uh, Producers Guild Film Award for, you got it, Best Actress in a Leading Role.
1: All right, take a breath. That's a lot of awards to <laughs> A list.
0: lot of best actresses.
1: Yes. So she
0: crushed it in short. She
1: did. It's essentially basically like winning evening gown, swimsuit, interview, and talent. (laughs)
0: It's like winning it all. Winning Um, it all.
1: Well, with the worldwide revenue of $9 million, fashion emerged as a commercial success, fashion being the movie, and was listed as one of the best films of the decade with women protagonists, which is a big deal. And it was noted for her commercially – it was commercially successful despite being a woman-centric film with no male lead. And that's kind of where we are, I think – now I mean this was what 10 years ago and um, now we're seeing so many more films and shows coming out with female leads but at that time like that was not a normal thing.
0: Yeah and here's the thing like with with you our listeners you are doing something that is not the norm. And uh, I was listening to another podcast about the Boom Chicka Pop if you've ever heard of that brand uh, yes. their story of how they got started and all that and it was a husband and wife combination and they're really just a cute couple and how they go back and forth. And when they were getting started, they're just getting started popping kettle corn. And they're like, okay, we don't want to be doing this, like all these events, like let's get into grocery stores. So, anyways, they got into a few grocery stores and they started walking up and down the aisle and they saw Orville Orville Redenbacher and whatever the other names of the popcorn people are. But mm-hmm. she looked at her husband and she was like, Where's all the women? where's all the women popping popcorn? Like, so that's why they named it at first. It was like Angie's popcorn. And the, so she really uh, marketed it as like, mm. this is a women, women's brand. And then it was boom, chicka pop. And the branding is all catering towards women. in what was like a male dominated like niche. Yeah. And it really appealed to women because women do most of the shopping. So I feel like there's a massive opportunity for women in this day and age to really make progress in a male-driven in male-driven industries, um, you know that are historically male-driven, um, male-led, all that stuff. So, and who better to take advantage of it than pageant girls that's already making like an impact in their in their local communities and on a global scale? You're already doing it just after pageantry or leverage pageantry to shift that focus. And become something disruptive in a male driven industry,
1: well, not to take the bunny trail even further, but as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking of one of my favorite movies, What Women want with Mel Gibson and Helen Hunt. Have you seen that mm-hmm. Stephen mm-hmm. so that, I think I credit that movie with like why I want to be in marketing, and they talk about like Helen Hunt comes in and takes the job that Mel Gibson was supposed to have, and she's straight off like straight out the gate is like, yeah, when Sears changed there and RIP Sears, um, but when Sears, the department store, <laughs> was very successful, changed their tagline to "Come see the softer side of Sears," which was geared towards women. It was like their revenue like escalated percentages above what they were doing because they focused on women, and women are a lot of the household decision makers, as you said. So. Not to get all like superwoman empowerment, but like let's take back the power, ladies.
0: Yeah, I mean, completely. I mean, I'm like the only guy in pageant planet, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, take it. That's you
1: aren't like the only guy. You are the <laughs> well, only guy. That's
0: true. That's true. But I mean, that's I-, I contribute our success to the community that our women bring to the table and to the organization. It makes it a lot more pliable it makes it a lot more digestible it keeps me in track because i'm a guy so you're like no that doesn't necessarily go over and i'm like oh got it okay got it and we're <laughs> scratching that idea so i mean just like our last call right i wanted to go a certain direction and like unanimously you all said no we need to go this direction absolutely not so i was like all right <laughs> i lost you were so sad too i felt uh, horrible i was like okay um all right so I think it's me again, right?
1: Yeah. So it's talking about like the rest of her films.
0: Yeah. So basically, if you want to see more about Priyanka's like, early career, especially her Bollywood and Indian films, um, our historian, Angel, she really loaded up the specifics on Priyanka's uh, profile page, including movie names, co-stars, critics, etc. So go check it out. Just um, do the drop down tab. Contestants type in Priyanka. Get it close. Our search has been really enhanced. So if you get it close, it'll probably pop up.
1: And it saves Stephen and I from having to read all the names that we would have messed up
0: <laughs> if you just read
1: them yourself.
0: Yes, indeed. Indeed.
1: All right. So she likes crushing the Bollywood scene, crushing the Indian, Indian film community. And now she comes to America for her American television debut. And she signed a talent holding deal with ABC big deal. And she was later cast in the American thriller series Quantico as the character Alex Parrish. And the series premiered in 2015 on ABC, making Chopra the first South Asian to headline an American network drama series. Pretty freaking cool.
0: Yeah. So the series received positive reviews from television critics and Chopra was praised for her performance. The New York Times described Chopra as the strongest human asset of the show and added that she was immediately charismatic and commanding.
1: And she received the People's Choice Award for Favorite Actress in a New TV Series for her role, becoming the first South Asian actress to win a People's Choice Award, too. So she's breaking barriers left and right. And the following year, she won a second People's Choice Award for Favorite Dramatic TV Actress. So not just the new TV series anymore, the whole shebang. And... Um, unfortunately and I hate to end like this section with a, a low note but Quantico was cancelled after three seasons in 2018 but not before like she really was able to become a global sensation I think at that time that's when she started to strike up her cosmetic deals and her, her door- endorsements that we still see her in today
0: yeah and three years is a respectable amount of time for a series yeah three so, seasons yeah. heck yeah yeah that's great so despite her boss o- box office success Chopra still puts her love of community service first and Chopra supports various causes throughout her foundation the Priyank Chopra Foundation for Health and Education, which works towards providing support to underprivileged children across the country in areas of education and health.
1: And she donates 10% of her earnings to fund the foundation's operations and pays for educational and medical expenses for 70 children in India, 50 among whom are girls. And a believer in feminism, Priyanka has always been vocal about women's rights, gender equality, and gender pay inequality.
0: Yeah, think about that. She donates, again, like 10% 10% of everything that she earns to give back to help people that's lost mm-hmm. fortunate. Uh, like, yep. You know, that is amazing and it shows the kind of heart and it shows the kind of leader that, that she is, so...
1: Yeah, we didn't talk about her having a platform or anything when she was competing. We kind of like glossed over it because she's done so many things outside of pageantry that are important to share. Um, but I think if she like this is clearly her heart. It's not manufactured, it's not something that she's being forced to do. It's just innate. And I'm sure she brought that kind of spirit to her Miss India world and Miss World interviews and conversations. Yeah. And just it's, a guess.
0: Yeah, and it's important that like I've I can't say I've seen it a lot, but I do see Um, girls that are so passionate about their platform after their pageant career they're like you know platform gets pushed on the back burner and I feel like it's important that if you are going to promote something as your platform that you think in terms of not just what's going to help me win this pageant but what's truly am I connected to um, on an emotional level that I could see myself doing and supporting even if there's no crown involved. And I think if you do that from that authentic background, that it's going to translate better for you inside the interview room.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Cool.
0: Um, so she had um, appearances in support of other charities, such as 2005, help, explanation point. Tell- <laughs> oh, you scared? What's going on? <laughs> That's what it's, it's 2005, help, it's all caps, help, explanation point, um, telethon concert to raise funds for the victims of 2004 India Ocean earthquake.
1: And she's worked with UNICEF since 2006, recording public service announcements and participating in a media panel discussion promoting children's rights and the education of girls, and also participated in celebrating the 20th anniversary of the Convention on the Rights of the Child. Mm.
0: She was appointed as a National UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador for Children's Rights on August 10, 2010. UNICEF Representative Karen Holschoff. Yeah, we'll say that. Hoshof, said in the, of the appointment, she is equally passionate about her work on behalf of children and adolescents. We are proud of the work that she has done for us so far on child rights, and we are thrilled about all that we will be doing together so that no child gets left behind.
1: And in 2009, she shot a documentary for the organization Alert India to Increase Understanding of Leprosy, and she modeled for designer Manish Mathorta, We'll go with that. And um, Shania NC's charity fashion show to raise funds for the Cancer Patients Aid Association, uh, non governmental organization. And in 2010, she was one of several celebrities who created promotional messages for Pearl's Wave Trust, which campaigns against violence and abuse of women and girls.
0: Yeah, so Cho Chopra- Also launched the Save the Girl Child campaign, which aims to change the attitudes of Indians towards girls. And in 2012, Chopra spoke at the launch of Awakening Youth, an anti-addiction program. So she's very involved in the community, as you can uh, clearly see.
1: And I think it's the moment everyone's been waiting for on the podcast. And that's when we get to talk about her husband, Nick Jonas.
0: Yeah, Nicholas.
1: So it's impossible to talk about Priyanka without mentioning that she is married to one of the world's biggest hearthrobs right now. And I think many of our listeners are probably... What's the right word? Oh, um,
0: jealous. Get it? <laughs> I get it. Yeah, that was one of his songs.
1: Yes, it was. <laughs> and I think it's like the one he wrote, actually, to make things even more interesting while well, he was dating Olivia Culpo. Nick loves his pageant girls. He was dating Olivia at the time. And I always thought about the line. And I'm, I'm speculating here. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know any real details. But there's a line that says, Um, I wish you didn't have to post at all. I wish you'd save a little bit just for me. And Olivia is a fashion influencer. Like, that is her job to be constantly posting on social media. And she was a Sports Illustrated Swim Girl this year. So she is, like, rather scandalous on social sometimes um, It's part of her brand. So I I always wondered if that was specifically about her.
0: Yeah, because Nick comes from a pretty conservative background, right? Yeah, that was
1: the whole Jones brothers story was they all wore promise rings.
0: Yeah, and abstinence and all all that. So like, Mm -hmm. you know, saving themselves from marriage. So um, you know, I kind of like—is that a reason why they split? You never know. Mm -hmm. Like, he he never. Did she
1: date Tim Tebow too, or am I forgetting?
0: She did, but it was for like. Three seconds, like it was. I mean, it was not. I mean, it was like, hey, we see them together, and they're not together. I mean, it was. Yeah, I feel like it was yeah. maybe like a month or two, sort of thing.
1: Another guy who likes pageant girls. I shouldn't say likes, loves pageant girls. He's engaged to Demi Nell Peters, Miss Universe. Yeah, for Miss Universe.
0: Yeah, so there is something. I'm, you know, I married a pageant girl, you know, but. Yeah, you know, me. Kevin's you d- marrying a pageant girl. Yeah, oh, you know I mean, all
1: these men
0: love pageant <laughs> <laughs> Well, you date where you work, right? I mean, if you're in my case, you date where you work. But like in, a, in case of Nick Jonas, you know, I feel like you, you seek him out a little bit, right? Like, oh, pageant yeah, girl. Yeah, tell oh. tell
1: us how they met.
0: Well, I don't. um Wait, do I know? Oh, wait. So, well, he kept it simple. Like when it came to his wife and they had a mutual friend on their show, uh, Quantico. So she caught his eye and then he slid into her DMs on Twitter. Well, was just like, hey, girl, what's up?
1: The <laughs> lebs, they're just like us.
0: Just like us. I mean, how how else do you get their, um, you know, how else do you get their attention? You slide in the DM. And that's how, like, Renata and I... We were at a party and uh, like a fashion show and I happened to go to a fashion show. She was a model at the fashion show. It was non-pageant event and I knew the organizer. So the organizer, everybody thought I was gay. So they're like, do you want to go? back here on stage and hang out with the models and I'm like yeah um, <laughs> so <laughs> so I went back there and like there's Renata and so we just started talking and then I went with a group of models and she went with a group of like another models there were there were several pageant girls there but it wasn't like a pageant specific event um, so I w- was like on Facebook I'm like where, where did you go and she went out with some other girls but yeah so that's how Aww. you do it you slide into the DM.
1: Well, like, she didn't play any games either, Priyanka, which I really appreciate about her. Because, like, typically, like, people slide DMs, you wait three days, and then you respond, try to be too cool. But she responded the same day that he sent her the message, and she sent him her number and asked Nick to text her instead of message her on Twitter. And they finally formally met at the Oscars after party in 2017, where Nick, again, like, had no qualms about making his affection for her known.
0: So that's, you know, I'm like, you know, telling Renata and I story here in the midst of it, but that was the same ordeal. So like I texted her, she turns out she wasn't really interested because well, in her words, she had another love interest, um, at the time. So I got put on the chopping block and then her and I, her and him didn't necessarily work out. she's like, Oh, Steven. Um, and then, (laughs) so yeah, I think there was a guy there. So, um, I'm, De- definitely simplifying it so she messaged me and then i gave her my number and then i'm like hey do you mind texting me it's just easier um so you guys
1: basically are priyanka and nick
0: this is like the same ordeal right um <laughs> <laughs> all right so according to an article in the um, harper's bazaar um, he dropped to one knee and he said you're real where have you been all my life which is like pretty bold
1: I mean, like, that's the first time they met each other,
0: right, so I mean, in front
1: of other people he did this
0: right, so I mean, imagine you slide into the d m and then you chat back and forth, and then all of a sudden you meet each other for i mean however long, and then all of a sudden you meet this guy, and he does that, like I mean well, yeah, that's bold
1: it is, and they continued to text like flirtatiously for weeks until their next private meeting, and Priyanka's mom was actually there. And then it came out that, like, they didn't even kiss. Like, Nick just, like, kind of, like, patted her on the back and was, like, good to see ya," and left. And but Priyanka was, like, he was very respectful. Like, that's how she took yeah. it. Like, it wasn't like there was no connection. They had already been texting. Like, they kind of knew they had that banter quality. Right. But it was just like, see ya.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which is very chivalrous. I mean, good for him. Like, yes. right. Like, sometimes your public image and your private duties, they don't align. And that's where I feel like Nick and you know, Tim Tebow, they, they both are who they present in public is who they are mm-hmm. behind the scenes, um,
1: which is so rare.
0: It is rare. It really is. It really is. For those guys. But, you know, things must have progressed behind the scenes as he proposed on her birthday in July 2018. And they were married in December of that year. So very quick. Right. And it kind of caught everybody off guard that people were like, wait, what? I mean, it's. Yes. I mean, because so they met at an Oscars after party in 2017. And then they were married in 2018, which again was like. I mean, it wasn't that quick, but I mean, Renata and I, we met 2014 and we were married in 2016.
1: You should slide into their DMs and be like, hey, nothing crazy, but we have the exact same love story.
0: Exact same story, you know, and I'll just say like, so, you know, you should be very (laughs) impressed. All right. Just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. All right. It's me again. All right. So a queen actress, philanthropist, Chopra, she took a crown that she won just at 18 years old, found a career path as well as an avenue to help others.
1: And she's currently producing over a dozen regional films in various languages under her production company and is developing a sitcom for ABC based on the life of Madhuri Dixit, for which she will serve as an executive producer. So this is certainly not the end for Priyanka in in the theater and film realm.
0: Yeah, and through trials and tribulations, Chopra has handled her career and her public life with grace only a Miss World could have and is always learning from her mistakes. She once said, I think it's great to be flawed. I am hugely flawed, and I like it this way. That's the fun of life. You fall? Get up, make mistakes, learn from them, be human, and be you. So pretty. So thank you, everyone, for listening. If you've received any benefit from this show or from one's previous, please consider giving us a five-star review. It might seem like a small action, but it really does. It helps us keep the show going. Want to become a part of pageant history? Create a free contestant or business profile on pageantplanet.com to unlock hidden features and connect with other experts throughout the world.